Hey friends, welcome to the Relationship Paso Paso podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by four smart and sassy Jamaican ladies currently living in the U.S. with almost two decades of friendship. Every other week, we'll discuss an aspect of relationships, covering topics such as wellness, marriage, motherhood, dating, politics, religion, entertainment, and more. Our aim is for you to see a piece of yourself in us. And maybe learn a thing or two as we discuss our everyday lives. Thanks for spending time with us. Now, let's jump into our dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa! Time? Pasa Pasa! Time? Hey, y'all! Welcome to episode five. It's a small milestone, but a milestone nonetheless. And we're very grateful that you've decided to share your time with us. And we don't take that for granted. Um, really quickly... Let's do roll call. This is Misha. Um, is Shar here? Hi. <laughs> is Carrie here? <clears throat> hey, hey. Soph. Hola. <laughs> Great. Okay, since everybody's here, okay, let's share what today's topic will be. It, we will center on intimacy in relationships. Um, this became a hot topic for us after the release of Stella McGee's latest film, The Photograph. Starring Issa Rae and Lakeith Sanfield. Have you guys seen the movie? Uh, nope. I haven't yet. So, so I have seen it. Okay. What, Carrie's going to say, I have seen it maybe a time <laughs> or two or three. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I only saw once. Oh, you only, saw, <laughs> see, you, only, you only saw it once? I only saw it once. And okay. I, I, I can explore why, but I only saw it once. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I want to see it. Hopefully, I'll see it in the next week Would or so. You, you, you should you recommend it, Carrie. I you absolutely see it. Issa Rae is my girl. See it's upset. Minus mm-hmm. Issa Rae, does it worth my money? Should I go see it? Yes, Lakeith Stanfield is good too. He's he's a good dude. He's a good dude. I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the whole. Show. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes. Okay. I have, I have my qualms with it, but I think it is. Wait, anybody dead? Everybody dead? Anybody dead in it? It's <laughs> stressful. No, no, well, no. well, her mother's dead. <laughs> that's from before. Yes. Right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Miss, you saw it too. No, I have not seen it. Oh, okay. you haven't seen it. Okay. Nope. But I have okay. heard we've had many, many conversations. I feel like I've seen it. <laughs> I mean, not just here, just outside of here too. Just having conversations with people, I definitely feel like I've seen it. Um, oh, okay, and I've l- watched many interviews and read articles, etc. Et if I had an opportunity to watch it, I would have watched it already. I just haven't had. I think maybe this weekend I I will be able to do it, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. Well, if you haven't been fortunate enough to see the movie, like. Everybody except Carrie. I will give you a brief background. Um, The photograph is an intergenerational tale about May, played by Issa, a young woman in search of answers after her mother dies without disclosing her illness. During her quest, she connects with a journalist, played by Lakeith, who incidentally is tasked um, with writing a story about her mother, who was a famous photographer. But an overwhelming fear of intimacy threatens their budding relationship. Essentially, the story is about expanding our notion of notion of love and showing love between two dark-skinned Black people, which we so rarely see. So this brought up the question in our friend circle of whether or not we were taught healthy intimacy and what that even looks like. Um, before we even tackle that, I kind of wanted to do a poll to see how much of us um, were introduced to sex and intimacy. Essentially, do you believe that sex and intimacy are the same? Okay, I guess let's start with Sove, even though Sove hates me when she has to start, but we're going to throw it out there from the beginning so she can hide later. Um, <laughs> you can start, I guess, by sharing how you learned about sex or, I guess, and or intimacy. And let us know if you believe they are the same, like based on conversations you've had or just um, now, based on the knowledge you have, if you believe they're the same now and how you learned about it from the beginning. Okay, well, uh, thank you for volunteering me. Um, (laughs) 
But um, honestly, I learned about sex through friends. Like when we used to gather in college and had just girl talk and talk about just, yeah, that that's how I um, learned about it. My mother never sat us down and had that conversation. In my mother, in my house, sex was a bad word. You weren't even allowed to say it. <laughs> oh, Lord, my poor mother. So but, your parents um, didn't say to you, when you go to school, make sure you don't have sex? No, we never had a conversation. My mother, I, was, I don't think my mother has said that word to me to this day. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, I said the <laughs> S-E-X word to me. <laughs> Listen, but not your first guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're having virgin births over there. What is happening? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> it was just not a conversation that was had in my house. But, um... But I definitely learned about it from girl conversations. You know, we just be together and have conversations. Um, definitely, though, I can say that sex and intimacy are two different things. They're definitely not the same thing. Have sex with a person that you don't even like. But I feel like int- intimacy, you know, come from a deeper standpoint. I was talking to a young man today, and I actually asked him the question to see from a male perspective what they thought. And he said to me, yo, I can sleep with any chick and get up and say goodbye and walk away and not feel nothing about it. But he was like a girl who is intimate with. It's a girl who wants to lay with after sex and talk and still be satisfied. Like they can hang out, they can laugh and talk. He can be himself with that person. And he can be even more satisfied than if he actually slept with that person. And I was like, wow, that's that was actually... um, deep from a male standpoint so yeah for me they're two different things and um uh yeah Shar. okay <laughs> she's just gonna volunteer you <laughs> well let's go Shar. since she done volunteer you we're just really? doing a volunteer game at this point <laughs> <laughs> we're tag teaming well um i agree with you they're definitely two different things um let's see the I would say before I was of like college age when I was just turning puberty. So I was an avid reader when I was growing up. So my mom got me a book. I don't remember the name. And I actually tried to find the book so I could tell y'all the name, but I can't find the book. Um, but it was a book about like, you know, you're a woman now kind of book. It had like all the details of like you know, puberty and what you're going through and how you're going to be feeling. And I was a, listen, I read that book front to back a number of times. Um, So I would say that was my introduction. (laughs) Because something was going to change? Why? Um, Listen, (laughs) just to make sure I understood what I thought I understood. But I I will tell you though, so because I um, went to high school in Jamaica, and um, when I was heading to college, I was only 17 and I was leaving my home that I grew up in and I was coming to the U.S. Albeit, you know, I have family here and my dad was here and stuff. But I was with mom who, you know, was really my base my whole life. I sure got to listen, ma'am. You know what you should be doing and what you should not be doing. Mm. And then I got. But don't come with no picnic. <laughs> so you better learn how to <laughs> make sure <laughs> that if you do any foolishness, <laughs> you oh don't suffer. Um, so I definitely got the because, of course, my family's very Christian. I definitely got the you know what your responsibilities are and you know what's right and what's wrong. But you also know what happens when you have sex and it's unprotected. And you know, consequences health-wise, consequences offspring-wise. So I definitely got that little tidbit before I headed off to college. Um, but um, with regard to sex and intimacy, totally agree with Soph. They're two different things. And they probably work very separately for certain people. For me, they don't. I have to have the intimacy before I want to engage in any kind of sexual. It just doesn't. That doesn't exist for me. Like to me, there, are, sex is a part of intimacy, but it is not intimacy. Um, so mm-hmm. there, they come hand in hand. But I absolutely agree, and I've experienced in life 
many people with different opinions that it's just not it's one and the same just like what the guy said that you talked to today i've heard that many times from guys and sometimes from mm-hmm. it's like nope two different things one is like some because there's a um as humans there's some there's like a physical urge and so it can be separate you know right um, separate but for everybody mm-hmm. it's not exactly yeah but mm-hmm. there are some people who will get i mean any aspect of it but let's stick with just sex some people will get sex and all of a sudden they're in love the person meets nothing else but they lay in right. the pipe right so trouble that but the, the, the <laughs> trouble not, I, I, question though is it really love i don't think it's true love of course i don't Listen. think it's true love infatuation but i don't think that it's love when they tell you oh my god i'm in love i don't think that's really i mean love. Understanding that from an outside perspective, yes, because they're only being satisfied by one part of the intimacy. So they're only being satisfied physically. But for some people, that is all they know. As you, I mean, if you think about all the aspects of, of intimacy, which we will t- talk about a little later, what do you know outside of doing your own research and what people, you're like, okay, well, you should be experiencing X, Y, and Z. People just talk about sex, which is just the physical part. So if somebody is meeting your physical needs, then you think that that should just be enough. And to you, if that's the case, then you have a a completely different outlook on it. Now I'm in love with this person because they're meeting what I expect, which is they're giving me, and this could be guys too. I really have no idea. I can't speak, speak like from their perspective, but I mean, there are women. That's just some whippage. Yeah, there. That's right. Nose wide open. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that that is that is a thing that can happen because they don't know what else that they're looking for. Anyway, I'll go. Yeah, to- but I think that comes down to like <clears throat> you have people who don't know themselves well, and so if you don't know yourself well enough, then if you've only nurtured the physical part of yourself, somebody's gonna come and attach themselves and meet that physical need. It's like, right. yeah. This is 100%. But you don't know yourself well enough to know I have all these other parts that need attention and love and care. Right. Right? It's only until you connect with all those other parts that you look for someone who is in that same space and meeting all those needs too. Right. You know? So I think it it varies depending on how self-aware you are. Another aspect of it, I think, is that even when people know themselves, They know they Mm -hmm. need uh, emotional intimacy. They know they need Mm -hmm. someone who will, um, who will speak to their mind, speak to their values, speak to their interests, but because Mm -hmm. they are not seeing it, they are willing to sacrifice. They're like, well, everybody is not perfect. There's no perfect man. He is a great height. He is beautiful. He's going to have beautiful children. He's a great parent. Forget the fact that he does not encourage me. Forget right. the fact that X, Y, and Z, because sometimes, especially you see your parents sacrificing, yeah. you know, you see that your mother is okay with your father cheating on her or beating her or doing all these things that don't meet um, all of the needs, the all rounded areas. And you're like, okay, well, if she did it and she's okay, she's a strong woman. I can do it too. I should do it too. And I remember having that conversation with my ex's mother who told me that go back to your husband this is stuff Mm -hmm. that when I was telling her like I these I'm not the the way that I am living right now should not be lived and she was like that's your husband y'all said I do through better or worse you need to go back to your husband and I'm like are you not listening to me Mm -hmm. he is not meeting any of these things and right. he is not willing to meet any of these things. But because she did that, she mm-hmm. decided that she was doing that, then to her, that was normal. Why are you yeah. not? So yeah. there are definitely people who are willing to give up um, all of the other things if they think one aspect of it is perfect enough. Anyway, Kara, well, what, what are your, what are your <coughs> thoughts on how you were introduced to sex and intimacy, I guess, and how you viewed it? Um, introduction to sex. I think that I grew up in um a pretty what do you call it? (laughs) 
I'm looking for the right word, but sex wasn't taboo in my house. Um, I grew up with my mom and my aunt. It was pretty much a family home in a lot of ways. And you weren't, like, they were very open about sex. So to me, it wasn't open in an encouraging way, like, yeah, go out and do this thing. But it was in a, this is a natural part of life way. And this is how you carry yourself as a woman. Those type of um, conversations. So my mom was always very blunt with me about, you know, sex and what to, how, you know, don't get pregnant. Don't come home with a baby. Go to school. Get your education. All the things that Caribbean parents say. Get your degree. Then you can have kids. All these other things. Get married. Then you can have kids. All the, like, instructions. Right. Right. But when it comes to intimacy, I don't know that we ever had real like conversations about intimacy. I think intimacy was just something I had to learn on my own over time. Right. Was that through how, just being in relationships? In relationships and in therapy. Um, <laughs> I- <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. Look. No, no, seriously, that is real life. <laughs> real life right there Let me and tell I you think something. you learned that through a, like you're even if you had a parent or even if you now because we're now um older and in the place where we could talk to either children or you know like younger people yeah you could tell them your experience but I think you're right until you live some get some life lived I don't think mm-hmm. you really know what you need out of intimacy or what it feels to have that connection. You know what that means for you and what you need where intimacy is concerned. Yep. You do have to practice it. But I also think you have to unlearn some things because your the intimacy we play out in our relationships, whether that's romantic, friendships, whatever, it's the same relationships we have in our childhood, right? How we show love is how we were showing love as kids. Right, right. And so it's like you're constantly replaying whatever relationship that was, you're in it. So I say therapy because <laughs> therapy has been real crucial to understanding what, why, why keep, why keep doing the same like patterns? Why do I show love the way I do, right? And not that there's anything wrong with it, but there is a self-awareness goes a long way in terms of understanding what's happening in life and how you treat people, et cetera. So I think therapy is real crucial to understanding intimacy and how you express that in relationship and what you are willing to receive in relationships. Right. I agree. I mean, the thing is, is that I, there's nobody that's saying to you, this is how people should should treat you it's more you seeing it um and trying to pattern it and as you said if it's the wrong pattern for you then you spend a a million years trying to unpattern it um, right and trying to figure out what your pattern should be and how that looks for you so Mm -hmm. i agree everybody's different you might be self-aware and you might know what you need or know what you have to give and what you would like to receive but the thing about relationships whether they're romantic or like Kara said friendships friendships, Mm -hmm. it involves a whole nother human being with their own needs and experiences (laughs) and issues (laughs) Mm -hmm. needs and experiences and so there's gonna have to I think there's always tension but it can be a good tension you know like a giving and a taking Mm -hmm. um and then sometimes you know it can be not so nice attention but I think there's always the variable of there's another person there with their own independent experiences and um needs and so Mm -hmm. in addition to knowing ourselves we have to also learn how to I don't know, compromise or interact with other people. Compromise. But that's about seeing yourself in other people. And I think that's, it's almost like you have to know yourself before you can see yourself in other people. Yeah. To be empathetic with others, 
you have to see something in them that you see in yourself. Like we're all imperfect and you have to be like, oh yeah, this person's imperfect too. Absolutely. Cause I'm imperfect. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like a mirror of you. So I agree with that. Absolutely. I'm sorry. As you, as you were saying, y'all need to really watch love is blind, by the way. So when I make references, y'all can do it. <laughs> it's just one episode of it. No, Watch listen, oh. it's a whole, it's, it's like 10 episodes, and they're all like an hour and like 20 minutes long. It's so oh, mercy. No, bro. no, no, you have the cliff note. You have to watch it. You, you know what I said? It is you, at the end, you will have lost a brain cell. But listen, oh, God. Oh, oh my no, girl, it's like a brain cell for you. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, brain cell. I don't have brain cell. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so love is blind. I'm trying to find the little that I have. <laughs> In love is blind, one part of the conversation, um, this Lord, I'm so bad with with who is who, um, with their names because there's so many of them. It's not. It's five. Well, we don't know none of them, so you can't tell. Me. Okay, so yes. Anyway, is so this like Bachelorette? Huh? I don't know. Is this like Bachelorette? Lots of couples? It's I mean, like, lots of people? No, it's like... No, 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 no. It's like um, Married at First Sight, which you don't watch either, but I do. Um, I watch 90 Day Fiance. It's like 90 Day Fiance, but... So it's like... No, no. 90 Day Fiance, those people know each other. Okay, so let me tell you what Love is Blind is. with married at first sight what they do is they give you an intensive background and you fill out all this stuff and then they pair two people together based on their all the stuff that they went through and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't like you literally meet the person at the altar and you all go through like i don't know six months of i don't remember how long it is i'm Anyway, however long it is of being married. And then at the end of the thing, you decide if you want to get divorced or you want to stay married. In this show, though, Love is Blind, you meet people in a pod. That's what they call it, where there's a door and you cannot see the person. And you spend weeks, maybe it wasn't, yeah, weeks, getting to know each other, but never seeing the person. You just, you talk, you go on dates, but you never know what the person looks like. On dates? In the pod? Yes. <laughs> in the pod, but it's not like you're interacting. Mikhail, manage. Okay, it's, it's not like you're interacting, as in physically interacting. It's like right. So, quote unquote dates, as in you meet up with people, and uh-huh. y'all talk about whatever y'all want to talk about for a specific period of time. Oh, okay. okay, so it's conversation, and right, and you get okay. to meet everybody. Like you can decide who you don't want to talk to anymore so you can narrow it down. So say you meet 10 people, you can say, okay, I only want to meet these three people. At the end of the period of time though, you, the person that you want to leave the pods with, you have to propose to them. So they have, you have to leave engaged. Once you leave engaged, yes. Once you leave engaged now, you meet the person and you have a specific period of time to get married. So, I don't know. It was like six oh, weeks dear. or something. <laughs> now, wow. you can get to know this person and get married, or you can decide that you don't want to get married to them. Like, mm-hmm. I'm out. No, you know, this is ain't, ain't for Why me. Why is this world coming to? Like, for real, for real. <laughs> what? I quit. I'm just not, man. Sophie Duff protests. What do you mean? How are you oh, going to judge? How are you going to judge how people decide? Why is this world coming But you know what? What happens to the good? Okay, this. continue. Continue. I'm liking the premise, Misha. Because I cannot judge continue. how people me, decide to come together. Finish. Finish what you're saying. Finish anyway, what you're saying. I mean, they get married. They get married if they want, if they want mm-hmm. to, or they choose to go their separate ways. And that's the end of it. They're married or they don't marry. But the idea is for you to try to find someone that you connect with on so many levels. That it does not matter what they look at, like which is I like that the premise ish, right? So, which is obviously the point of it, which is called why it's called Love Is Blind because you don't care what the person looks like. Anyway, the reason I I was laughing is because I remember the one chick uh, said to her fiance at the time, 
do you know when you say I am the be- best sex of your life? And he's like, yes. Do you realize that I don't say it back? <laughs> I like, why oh. are people oh. so ruthless? <laughs> like, why would you say that on national Seven. TV to Wait this man? Because at that point, I would walk off. Anyway. That's the that, six I, weeks. That's after the six weeks when I meet? That's after they've met. Of course they've met because now they've had sex. Mercy. So Sasha do him? Did they get yes. married? Married? No you have to watch it. <laughs> that not so anyway. Any. I have a that guess. I have a educated. <laughs> that man would need a Well, I mean, yeah. I would have walked off after that and told him that she can keep herself, but he didn't. He. Anyway, there are many reasons why you should watch a show. That is being one of them. You um, can give spoiler, you know, no man. Oh yeah, maybe I should have said spoilers. <laughs> I guarantee you I won't watch it. But I guarantee, but I guarantee, but I mean, like, guarantee. <laughs> it is so entertaining, though. <laughs> Let me just tell you. Anyway, of course. It is. So there's this other couple on the show. They are called Kelly and Kenny, and I remember that because Kelly and Kenny are so close together. Um. And they seem to have a perfect relationship. And of course, this is definitely a spoiler because this is the idea around what I wanted to also talk about. Um, they, so the, in the show, they actually go to Cancun and spend a week. All, you know, all expenses they lay, they do that in, in Married at First Sight also. Once they get married, immediately they send them on a honeymoon so that you can have the honeymoon phase. You know, you go through it, you fall in, quote unquote, fall in love. Obviously, that's not really a thing, but at least it gives you a better chance than saying, okay, you're married, ha- go live your life now. So they, they give them a better chance to, to get together. So in this, it's the same thing. They go to Cancun, they're on this ridiculous resort and they're together and they get, they have a chance to get to know each other on every level now. So now you are, you, you try to get done the intimacy on an, uh, other levels. Now you can physically be in somebody's presence and do whatever it is that you want. Um, but they, so Kelly and Ken, Ken Kelly and Kenny, um, you didn't really see them a lot in the pond. Like you saw them, you heard about them. They did their 10 minute spiel or whatever, but you didn't really hear about them a lot. Um, you could tell that they had um, an, a bond because they were, it was obvious that they shared the same things. They liked the same things. They were compatible, but she kept saying she wasn't attracted to him. Um, she's usually into guys with brown hair. I'm like, people, this is this real life? She is into brown hair and brown eyes. I think she was turned off because he's like red haired like maybe green eyes I don't know anyway so <laughs> I'm listening like Who yo I'm like is real, real? <laughs> this is real so she she but wasn't I'm really gonna, into I'm him I'm not even gonna judge because we all have our standards that's Go right ahead. I mean we if, do if, I call her my girl I mean look now Char, if you were in the pod <laughs> And this dude <laughs> met all of your things and he walked out and he was five feet nice. tall. Brown eyes. Five feet tall? <laughs> five no, feet I'm talking tall. about her eye color problem. We're not talking oh, about eye color problem. You're not talking about <laughs> height. <laughs> You're talking about eye color. <laughs> the height is an issue. <laughs> What's the, that's a different problem. It's a real problem. <laughs> you're like, how can you reach a top shelf for me if you're not tall enough, sir? No. No. My elbow on your head. We're done. We're done. We're done. I collided. Height is definitely a problem. Anyway, spoiler. Spoiler. She decides at the altar that she does did not want him. Even okay. though he checked literally every box. Like if you think of somebody who's supportive, somebody who listens, somebody who takes care of you, everything. But she was just not physically attracted to him. Like she mm-hmm. just did not want to have sex with him. Like I guess she just couldn't mm-hmm. bring herself to having sex with him. So I guess in my question is for her, the physical aspect was important to her now obviously as we see to uno like to you guys you were like 
I'm sorry, you you wanted brown hair, maybe you could have dyed his hair or something, but what's the big deal? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Put I'm on some to, no, I'm not saying physical aspect isn't important, but when she said hair color, that's why I was just like, oh, really? Well, I mean, to but her, that... that's one aspect of his physical that she just couldn't get over. She opened her eyes, see the red hair, and was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So, Baby girl, thinking about her kids in the future. Hey, listen, you got to plan these things. Listen, um, she want no red hair kids. Maybe that's it. And I mean, I think it was Mistake. after I read the reviews of everything, it was a shock. To, that was the biggest shock for everybody else because... All the other couples, you kind of saw what was coming. Some of them were still like, really? But that one, because they were so compatible. Now, you did have questions because she was the one that wasn't trying to have sex. But if you're with somebody for however many weeks, that doesn't mean you just want to have sex with them. So people were like, okay, we can understand if you want to wait till you're married. You want to wait till the connection is deeper. But for her to be like, listen, I just I'm not attracted to you in any way. I'm out. That was like a blow. I guess in in my my question is what type of intimacy is most important to you? I mean, for her it was the physical, as I said. Um, maybe for you it would be something different where there's it's a deal breaker. I cannot marry you. I cannot be in this relationship. It just there is no compromising on this. Um, maybe we can start with Char. Um. <clears throat> What kind of intimacy? So, I mean, I guess I kind of believe in balance. So I would say I need a little bit of everything. So um, I'm going to prioritize mental intimacy or intellectual intimacy. But um, I really think physical is important. I think mental intimacy is is that PhD talking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, Wait, you work hard for you can't get okay, we so, should have a conversation darn it. <laughs> okay so thank you Sophie that's exactly the perfect segue like we should be able like converse, conversation is a big part of intimacy like sharing ideas or even just like shooting the breeze and laughing and being able to like watch a show together, read, have a discussion. Like, those things are important. Like, knowing what you're thinking about, what your ideas are. Because I feel like that's a really big part of who you are. So being able to exchange ideas and thoughts and to actually know someone closely because of, you know, you understand how they think. You understand their desires. Um, I think that's a super important part of... um, intimacy and getting to know someone and if you know who they are then you can accept them you can appreciate differences and then you kind of you know you know that they accept you for who you are and then they can also appreciate the differences that you bring to the table so yes I would say intellectual intimacy is important but you know I'm not trying to fault my girl Kelly (laughs) on her physical um (laughs) needs because I also you know clearly have preferences and yes there's some things you probably can look beyond mm-hmm. you know like if someone s- smells for me that's like OMG I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't even focus so <laughs> that is important I'm not even gonna lie so like there's some things that are just like I'm sorry, I'm pretty Not sure that is lie, universal. Man. I just want you to know that body odor no, is a like deal breaker no. for everyone. I promise you it's not because no. people walking around no. and yeah, they live in a good life. So I think it's yeah. not for everybody somehow. That's true, Sean. Some people walk true. around rosy. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> anyway. And their spouse love them to death. But Okay, so if you jump <laughs> in, you jump in and let us know what your what your deal breaker is. Uh, like Shar, you know, honestly, I, I do would like a little bit of everything. But for me, the spiritual intimacy is definitely a deal breaker. Like if if we can't connect on a spiritual level, um, there is no way we're going to make it. I don't care if everything else is perfect. Um, spiritually, for me, that's a 
big, big, big part of my life, you know. So if I can't come here, we can sit and pray together. We can read the Bible together. We can have, you know, a discussion as to, you know, the goodness of God. If I'm talking about God, you look at me like, wait, oh, what? Sweetie, chances are we're not going to make, make it too far. So um, a balance is great, but um, the spiritual aspect of it is definitely a deal breaker for me. If you're, if we're not connecting there, then you want to be a factor honestly however if the pipe ain't laid <laughs> i don't care how laid the pipe is <laughs> like for real oh, for just real. Can we identify that voice <laughs> you, <laughs> you're not claiming it's sharp the that time was sharp Eight laid, you know. <laughs> so I would love to know who is talking about pipeline. Anyway, <laughs> I'm done. Oh God! Listen, pipeline is crucial. Okay, right? Um, <laughs> I'm done. It is crucial. I will. Say. Men like here, oh, lay the pipe is. If men can't talk more than after the pipe is laid, then we have to oh, stop oh, laying the pipe. After the pipe is laid, <laughs> I'm about to say this is proximity. We're gonna need some space between. You see, you see the timing there. You see the timing though. Okay. Listen. All right. Uh, no, I agree with you guys. I think the spiritual co- connection is is very important. I absolutely agree. Um, but physical intimacy is also very important. I do think it's, we are social beings, right? We want to and need to be connected to other people. And if you're not physically intimate or not even intimate, but attracted to your partner, then it just does not work. And I've heard, I've had this conversation with folks before where it's like, uh, especially older, older people, and they'll say, you get with the man. They were like, no, you know, you can learn to love them if you're not, um, you know, there's no physical attraction in the beginning. I've had older women say that to me when I was younger, like, oh, you learn to love them. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's how I want it to work. I'm sure it can work like that. Right. It's but unlearned. I did... You have to unlearn that. Yeah, keep talking, sorry. No, you're right. But it's it's like you decide what you want, right? What your priorities are. And I'm sure people are out there learning to love folks that they didn't initially like. And I've heard this too as I've gotten older. Well, you have to change. You know, you have to date different people and go outside your box. And while I absolutely agree with that, I do think that you have to go with your gut feeling. And physical attraction is important. Now, I do think physical intimacy isn't always about sex. It's really also just about being with a person in a physical space. Like just being able to exist and chill and just be with another person. Right. Right. Whether there is sex happening or not. Like sex is part of that, sure. But I don't think that it's the primary thing. Right. Um, but I absolutely think there is a lot of value and necessary value in being able to cuddle and be affectionate and do all those physical things with your partner. I think that's really important. I second that emotion. Yep. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, as, I, as I am doing a lot of self-evaluation and going to therapy and trying to figure out what is exactly that I want personally um, I do find that as with everybody else all of those things are important even when you don't realize that those things are important they really are Um, having someone who can be a part of you getting to know you though and I guess vice versa Um, but encouraging you and affirming your growth and being there for you is also very important to me. Um, Just, I don't know, I guess knowing that you're not in it by yourself. I mean, doing the hugging and the kissing and the sex and all these other things, you could probably do that. I want to say you can do that on your own, but some of those things you cannot do. (laughs) Mercy. Which one? Mercy. Yeah. I need to learn that art. <laughs> um, people do it do on their it own. On people don't judge. Way. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Mercy. <laughs> okay. Listen. 
I'm there's a lot happening <laughs> on their own out there. Okay. There's a lot. <laughs> but having having somebody to emotionally back you um and to go through the process with you is very sexy is something that I think we should all strive for. Um, I did want to talk briefly about if you find that you are looking for physical or mental or emotional, I mean, and including spiritual intimacy, what do you think people need to do to get there, like in their relationship? What do you think that needs to look like for people? What is the process? And I know we've discussed therapy, which, I mean, Carrie and I have talked about a lot that we do go to therapy and it is very helpful. And I know in the Black community, we don't talk about it, especially in the Caribbean community, we don't talk about going to therapy. It's not a thing. You drink some seriously tea, you'll be okay. Okay. I'm so done. <laughs> mint, 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 drink mint, some mint, mint and you won't be depressed anymore. Thank Go you. read your Bible and Thank Jesus you. will save the day. Okay. So Jesus may teach you some intimacy. (laughs) But I'm done. I believe that too. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, outside of that, is there anything that you guys would suggest that people do to make sure that all aspects of their intimate lives are met? Honestly, it, it to me, this all all boils down to honesty right you gotta be honest with yourself and honest with your partner like you can't just be going through the motion just to go through it so if you know your partner likes something and you don't like it but because you 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 want that person to be your partner you just you're gonna fake it till you make it like that is never gonna give you that true intimacy that you want to be met so it for, for me it all it all all I can't even talk. It all all boils down boils to down to honesty. Yeah, <laughs> honesty with each other. Both person must be able to be their true self right. mm-hmm. around each other and be comfortable with their true yep. self. Um, otherwise, you're just faking it, and 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 you'll never be truly intimate if you can't be your true self with mm-hmm. the person. And I think getting to know your true self is also important. Like pre. Yeah, because mm. if Mercy. you don't know yourself, then yep. you want the other person to That's right. you. <laughs> and it's hard for people to accept that. Please. It's hard for people to accept right. that because they're like, well, mm-hmm. I can get to know myself while, I... while I'm doing. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is right. semi-legitimate because you continue to learn about yourself right. as you grow. I mean, you're obviously not going to be like one day wake up like, yep, it that. I know everything yep. about myself now. That's not a thing. And, and you know why counseling helps? I feel like you might you might know yourself inside, but you're yet not willing to Share that. put words to it or solidify what that means for your needs and for who you are and how you need to change and grow to live with someone. Yep. And it might be hard also for someone who probably hasn't explored that to verbalize that to you. So the honesty is important, but sometimes you don't even have the words. Mm -hmm. And so I think counseling helps in that sense, like being able to really challenge your thoughts and really be able to put more things on the table than probably would just naturally occur. Because sometimes you can have a relationship and some of the real meat of the matter, they don't get discussed until it's too late. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think therapy individual, but then also maybe together right. can help put some things on the table much earlier than if you're waiting for it to just happen by chance or by some experience happening and triggering it. Yep. I agree. Um, That's w- so true, Sure. I would also suggest that if you are, um, in a relationship and you don't feel like all of your all of these things are being met then I guess you should strive to be the person you want your partner to be so it's easy to want someone else to be understanding or compassionate or faithful if you're not (laughs) so (laughs) I mean people always say well this person isn't doing x y and z and we've talked about love languages before and how people express themselves um, so everybody expresses themselves differently. Um, 
So just identifying that, identifying what you're expecting. You're like, okay, well, this person doesn't do X, Y, and Z for me. They're not meeting X, Y, and Z. But are you meeting what they need also? Like, don't just look at other people and say, well, they suck at that. And so it's not them. It's not me. It's them. Are you also playing your role in being open, in being emotional, um, in just doing your part in, as you said, being your authentic selves so that somebody else can be authentic with you? Because there is always a chance of somebody not being authentic, but you can identify that if you're true to yourself. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. I mean, as long as I guess the first step is just identifying who you are. Um, mm-hmm. and that is all I feel like the hardest part because nobody I was about to say good luck with that no yet yeah, nobody tells you that <laughs> nobody says when people are like don't do x y and z I literally remember having a conversation with my cousin when I came here God, and they, and they, I'm not going to tell you what they said don't do x y and z don't do x y and z the list what was don't get involved with this man this man this type of man this type of man this type of man right the list mm-hmm. nobody said Forget all that. How can I help you get to know yourself? Because no one said that to them. This is not normal. This is not a normal mm-hmm. like idea. I'm going to, you know yourself. I know I don't like ice cream. I know I don't like to be touched on my neck. I know I don't, th- th- this is not what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. getting to know yourself. Oh, I love to be touched you said on what? my neck. <laughs> I love you. Sarah, this was just for you. <laughs> Nobody else needed <laughs> Nobody yeah. else needed to hear that, okay? Okay. Sorry. My bad. That's how I put that out there. My bad. Oh, My anyway, bad. so uh, um yeah, anyway, I, uh, what I the idea is that while intimacy cannot be forced, it can't it can be workshopped and improved upon. Like it, it's not always a lost cause. Um, I will say this too, Mish. Um, don't sacrifice the process because you don't want to be lonely. Right. Because I think I've done this before. All right. Like I'm, this is something I can speak about openly because I feel like I'm in a place to share that. But sometimes we go seeking fake intimacy because we don't want to be alone. And that's what you have to do in the moment. That's what you have to do. But understand that it's okay to go through the process. And sometimes having fake intimacy is actually worse than being by yourself. Because it's... And that is true. Yep. Who shall? Now you preach the damage. <laughs> the damage. Picking the damage. up the pieces as she is speaking. <laughs> Yo. Like, let me get my broom. Let, let me get the broom. Mercy. Goodness. Yeah, manage. Yeah. No, but it it is true. Mm. It it speaks to that work that you all just mentioned, right? Being honest with yourself about who you really are. And that takes work. Like nobody tells you that, but that is ugly work. Like really looking at yourself for who you really are and loving those parts of yourself that aren't beautiful. Yep. You know what I mean? The parts of yourself that don't feel like, oh my God, this is me. Yes, this is you. And love that part too. Yep. Um, but that is very important. Anyway, we have to wrap up. Um, I do want to get everyone's takeaway as we always do. Um, see what, I guess, the most important parts of it. As a, Please, nobody said that soap once likes to be touched on her neck. Don't, don't bring it up. <laughs> Um, uh, just leave that part out uh, Um, (laughs) yeah but if anybody wants to jump in and just give me an idea as to what their takeaway is oh Jesus let's move on to somebody else (laughs) 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 baby number two (laughs) I don't even know if this is a or it's a is a to be continued it's probably a to be continued because there's this and i probably overuse the word balance but there's this other side to everything in my brain always Mm -hmm. other side to everything and the other side to it is right you never know um like how do you know because there everything won't fit together perfectly 
initially, like all the pieces won't just gel. You'll have mm -hmm. an inkling or an instinct or you'll, you know, like you might, you might have an idea and maybe a hope, but you don't really know how things are going to gel together. And mm -hmm. a lot of these relationships take work. And it's really about trying to figure out what's worth the work mm -hmm. and what's not. Yeah. And I don't even think there is a perfect way, no matter how you try, to really know that till you start putting in some of the work. Yep, I agree. The only way to know, though, is, again, and I, it all comes back to knowing who you are. Because your intuition tells you. When you know yourself well enough, you know what's for you. You yep. know. Yep. You know what's worth the work. You know what's worth telling bye-bye immediately because you're like, that is not for those me. Those easy. Yes, those easy, That's but some right. of them are not so easy. I feel like your intuition guides you on those decisions. I feel Listen, like I'm, I'm on 150% intuition right now. Follow my yeah. mind. Yep. <laughs> what? It's true though. It's true. It's a muscle, right? The more you and the more you exercise it, the better you become. And then you don't not that you don't second guess yourself, but I feel like the more confident you become in your intuition, it's like you don't second guess yourself because you're like whatever happens was meant to happen. Right. You know? Here. I like that. So if know. anything to add. And on that note, and on that note, we will wrap this up. Thank you guys, as always, for a great episode. Um, I guess we'll see you guys in two weeks or so. So thank you. Friends, that's all for today's episode of Relationship Pasa Pasa. Thanks so much for joining us today. You could have been anywhere in the virtual world, but you were here with us. We hope you join us again in two weeks for our next dose. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you find and listen to podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you never miss an episode. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Instagram at relationship pasa pasa, all one word, if you are on the social media situations. We can't wait to hear from you. Like, seriously, we can't wait to hear what you think about our episode and also connect with us about topics you'd like to hear us discuss. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, walk good. <laughs>